0: The Bears, well, they last won a game on October the 24th of last year. Uh, that was at New England, out to the KDUS hotline. We're now joined to the Sports zone by Zach, by Zach Pearson of BearsReport.com. And Zach, uh, contrary, uh, sorry, actually, first up, sorry to start with the doom and gloom, but it's not my fault that the Bears haven't won a game for nearly one year. Uh, is the talent level on the roster that bad?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been um, a kind of a nightmare second year here for uh, Matt Davis and Ryan Poles. I don't think the talent is actually that bad. I, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching, the scheme, um, and, and just, you know, a little bit of bad luck. Um, they can't seem to close out games when they have the chance. Um, that's, you know, been a little few times there in, in the past year. But, yeah, I, I actually think the talent is better than what we've seen. It's just they just for whatever reason, cannot put it together. Now we're approaching a year um, without a win, and, and it's getting
0: kind of ugly here in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, well, let's dive into some of these things. Let, let's actually break down the offense and defense. Let's start with the offense. Specifically, we we'll start with Justin Fields. How would you evaluate the now um, two-plus seasons with him as a starting quarterback?
1: Yeah, not what they've hoped for so far. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of hype around him coming out of Ohio State, and then there was a lot of excitement here in Chicago when they got him. You know, he kind of wasn't in the best of situations under Matt Nagy, kind of a lame duck head coach for that year. Last year, you know, he showed signs of being a, a, a legit passer at times. Um, we knew what he could do with his legs, running the ball. This year he was expected to take the step forward um, and. They pretty much told him in the offseason, you know, we want you to stay in the pocket more and become more of a pocket passer. And through the first, you know, three weeks, that's what he tried to do, and it just wasn't very successful. Um, you know, last Sunday against the Broncos was by far his best game as a passer four touchdowns, um, 23 to 24, but like 285 to mm. three quarters. We're sitting there like, you know, in the press box, wow, this is the guy that a lot of people thought out of know, Ohio State could be a franchise quarterback and they waste that game. And, you know, it, it seems like for him, he had the fumble that was returned. That was his 33rd fumble in his career. He had the interception the last drive that pretty much killed their chances to, to come back. When things go bad for him, it goes downhill in a hurry. It snowballs quick, and we've really seen that a lot of times. Here in Chicago, he does not have, you know, a game-winning drive. Um, he's had a couple opportunities. But, yeah, when it gets bad, it gets bad. So I, I think, you know, um, I don't want to say you know they're completely sold or not sold on what he can do yet. Um, still, 13 games ago, to beginning tonight, um, but the way they're going, I mean, they're looking at probably having the number one pick or, or, or a top three pick, and I don't, I don't think they could pass up a quarterback um, if it came down to it.
0: Okay, so thank you. Just answer my next question, but I'll give it a whirl <laughs> anyway. Is he is he part of the solution or part of the problem here?
1: It would have to take, you know, just a, you know, a crazy run for this offense. Um, something we saw last week, you know. Now, but that was Denver's defense. We have to kind of keep that in mind. One of the worst defenses in the league faces a good, a good defense tonight. They got a good defense um, coming up in, against Minnesota, or a respectable defense. Um, so he'll have his challenges coming up, but he's got to do that consistently. Like they have to somehow make the playoffs, win a playoff game. Um, he has to play well, throw the football well, and I. I I just, you know, there's always a chance, but I just don't see it happening. I I do think, you know, they'll keep them around next year as well because they still got the one year left. But um, they're going to have to make a decision on the fifth-year option. And right now, as we're speaking, I I don't think they'll pick it up.
0: Okay. Continuing with the evaluation of the offense here, the the offensive line sustained multiple injuries so far far this season. How much has this played a a role in this season's uh, zero and four start?
1: Yeah, I think it's a big factor. Um, four games, I want to say three different offensive line combinations so far. That's not good for any football team. Um, you know, they should be getting Tevin Jenkins back, a guy that they're high on, a guy who's shown some promise. You know, he's, he was going to be their starting left guard. When he went out, they had to move veteran Cody Whitehair there. They had to put Lucas Patrick at center. Just hasn't worked out. The Nate Davis signing, he missed a couple weeks with um, you know personal issues, personal reasons. So they've had to put in, you know, a 6 round pick to start there. Um, the left tackle is now hurt and, and going to miss a couple more games. So just no consistency. When you don't have that consistency, you know, it impacts the flow of the offense. We saw against Denver, um, you know, when they went for a fourth down, there was a missed key block by rookie Darrelle Wright, um, who's, who's played very well. Um, that was probably one of his biggest mistakes. But you miss a tackle, you miss a block there, and then the, the play is blown up. It's kind of little things like that, you know. Um, not being on the same cadence as the quarterback, not you know being um, all in rhythm and pass blocking or or run blocking, yeah, it, it has played a little bit of, sort of a factor here for the struggles.
0: The skill player uh, group, with yeah, uh, you know, they added DJ Moore in the big off season trade. They added multiple running backs via free agency in the draft. Is that skill position group is it of NFL caliber? Do you think?
1: Um. Yes and no. Um, you know, they were obviously banking on Chase Claypool taking a big step forward, and that's just been an absolute nightmare. I don't think he'll be around much longer. It doesn't make sense to keep him here, um, you know, for on-the-field performance and off-the-field issues as well. Um, you know, outside of DJ Moore, I, I, you know, I do think there's talent in guys like Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. Um, they're really high in rookie running back Roshan Johnson out of Texas. And Kuro Herbert's shown some signs as well, but it's not, you know, elite NFL caliber. It's not even probably playoff caliber at this point outside of, you know, DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. So they do have room to get better. um, But, you know, I I don't know what they can do this year to um, to get better. They're probably not going to go out and trade for someone. And, and, you know, they made that mistake last year with Claypool. So a lot of that, excuse me, a lot of that kind of, you know, it's based off that they gave up a high second round pick for a guy who they thought could be an elite receiver, and it just hasn't worked out. So, yeah, it's pretty much DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and then oh, they need a lot
0: of help. Zach Pearson of BearsReport.com, dot com, in the sports zone. Okay, let's break down the defense. Well, let's just ask right off the bat: How would you break down the defense?
1: Bad, very very bad. <laughs> no pass rush. Um, <clears throat> one of the worst units in the league, and that's you know the excuse me, Matt Eagles was on the hot seat, and you point to the defense because he's a defensive guy, came from Indianapolis as a defensive coordinator, and they are, like, dead last in every major category. They have two sacks on the year. Um, going into last week's game, I think there was 52, 53 NFL players themselves have more sacks than the entire Bears defense. And this is Whoa. something that happened last year as well. Yeah, it's bad. And, and last year, you know, to end the season – safety Jaquan Brisker, um, linebacker Roquan Smith who only played five or six games before being traded, and undrafted linebacker Jack Sanborn were their top three leaders in sacks, and that cannot happen. Um, you know, it, it did not get better this year, and when you don't have a pass rush, um, your, your secondary, which I think is, is still very good, not been hit with some injuries, but they have talent back there, um, you know, you, you have to cover long and, and longer, and, and it, that's just not, you know, a good recipe for success. Um, the linebackers have invested money in. You know, they decided not to pay Roquan Smith. They brought in T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. They both have struggled tackling. Both have struggled in coverage. So yeah, that front seven is probably their biggest issue, and um, it, it's not good because, like I said, Matty Rufus is a defensive guy, and their scheme just right now is not working.
0: You mentioned the secondary. Eddie Jackson and you know, Brisker, who you talked about, they <laughs> missed time with injuries. Pardon me if uh, for the ignorance of this question if that's you know accurate or not. Uh how much better is this defense if they have a healthy Jackson and Brisker?
1: Um, you know, a little better. I, I do think Eddie Jackson's a guy who can you know, he, he's come out of Alabama, he's had, you know, moments where he's, he's changed games himself. He had a big twenty eighteen, uh, a good twenty seventeen rookie year. After he got paid, he kind of production dipped, but you know, last year he was he was playing at a high level before he got hurt. Now he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, that's been his biggest thing. As far as Quan Brisker, everyone here was expecting a big leap um, in his second year as a starting safety. It's just not happened, and, and he's been hurt too. So it's like you know, when you got to both starting safeties, you know, it really hurts your secondary. I think they're better, um, good enough to be you know impactful and win games. I can't say that because we did see them out there against Green Bay week one and um, Tampa Bay, and, and Jordan Love and, and Baker Mayfield shredded those defense, that, that defense back to back week. So mm-hmm. I, I can't say that it, 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 it would fully change things.
0: Okay, you mentioned Eberflus. How much of this is on him? You mentioned the defensive side of things, but just overall in general, how much of this is on him?
1: I think a lot of it. Um, you know, I do think general manager Ryan Poles does deserve you know, some criticism and, and his feet to be a little hot. Um, you know, some of the moves he's made, but you look at a coach like this and he's defense, 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 and you have, you know, the worst, if not, you know, a bottom three defense in back to back years of not getting better. You've invested draft picks. You've invested money. Um, at some point it comes down to coaching as well. And, you know, I just, uh, I think he might be in a little over his head. Um, when you look at situations that have happened off the field, locker room stuff with, with Chase Claypool, the bears want to be secret about that. Um, you know, obviously stuff with Allen Williams, uh, we don't know what, what happened or what was going on. They didn't tell us much on that. Um, it, it, I don't want to say he's lost the locker room, but it just kind of feels like things are really spiraling for him. Um, and you know, the thing with the bears is they have never fired a head coach mid, in, in the middle of the season ever in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the general vibe here in Chicago is it's over. Um, I, I think this regime is, is is done in terms of coaching staff. I don't expect them to make any changes in the middle of the season. Um, I, I think you know it would be the smart thing to do. Problem is they don't have um, an interim. They don't have a guy they can really give you know the head coaching job or tag to. So. Yeah, I do think a lot of it is on on Eberflus, and you have to show results. I mean, they were the worst team in the NFL last year, and they look like they're going to be the worst team in the NFL again this year through four weeks. So, unless there's some drastic change, you know, I, I think the era is pretty much over here.
0: You mentioned Ryan Poles, the general manager. It's you know he's been in this role for roughly two years. Two calendar years. Is it fair to you know put that criticism on him yet because it's been a short term thing and he did inherit not the greatest uh, situation.
1: Yeah, and that's the key thing. He inherited a, a really bad situation with cap space and all that. Um, you know, Ryan Ryan Pace really put them in a bad spot by moving money down the line um, when he was here. So I do think there's a little leeway for Ryan Poles. The problem is, you know, the major flaw in his record right now is trading number thirty two overall What well, turned out to be number thirty two overall for Chase Claypool has oh, yeah. eighteen receptions, 191 yards, one touchdown. Um, you know, his draft picks, not all of them have hit as some have, um, but you know, he he's passed on a couple guys on the offensive line I thought would have helped. Um, you know, he hasn't his free agent signings haven't been great so far. I, I mentioned we invested the big money um in in TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds uh, so yeah, I think he'll get another year. Um I think he'll get his chance at a quarterback. I you know, I know the reports for Robert Bay were totally in on Justin Fields. I'm not sold on that. Um I just I think they didn't really think this quarterback class was as good as what could have you know, could be coming up with Caleb Williams and Drake May and maybe you know, the kid out of Washington as well. Um so yeah, I don't think they're fully sold on Justin Fields. I do think he'll get um you know, a chance to pick a quarterback and you know, he'll have as I'm looking right now, they'll have two top five picks. Right now, they have number one and number two. So, I think this draft will be a big one for him, if think I'll
0: Okay, you mentioned Clay, uh, Chase Claypool. Trade deadline's coming soon. Uh, other than him, do they have some players on this roster that you know, teams that are contenders might be willing to trade for?
1: Man, um, probably not. <laughs> I mean, you look at Eddie Jackson, but... You know he um, he can't stay healthy. Jalen Johnson maybe he's in a contract year. He wants to stay here. He wants a new deal. Um, I, I think Darnell Mooney's probably an option. He's their second best wide receiver, but again, he wants a contract as well. It, it wouldn't be sh- you know shocking to see them on uh, you know unload Mooney and um, Johnson. Other than that, um, probably not. I, I, there's no value for Chase Claypool right now. Like I, I think they're gonna have to flat out release him. Um, I don't yeah. think they'll trade Justin Fields. You know, they're not fully really sold on him. I, I just don't think you'd get the return. that would be worth it. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, not much trade value going on with this roster right
0: now. Talking Bears with Zach Pearson of BearsReport.com. Okay, let's get into this game a little bit tonight at Washington. How much of this game comes down to the Bears, you know, depleted to some extent offensive line, trying to block the commander's defensive front?
1: Uh, everything. I think that's going to be the biggest factor. Um, you know, I, I think Justin Fields is going to have to use his legs to win this game tonight. Um, he's going to have to have one of those like vintage hundred yard, you know, break off a couple, you know, 40, 50 yard runs for touchdowns. Uh, I mean, the, the bears have faced, you know, the Packers defensive line, which is pretty good. Um, the bucks good. And, and the chiefs who was very good as well, this will be right up there with them if not better. And they really didn't handle that well. Um, you know, They break down too often in pressure. They'll have um, a a fifth-round pick in Larry Borum starting at left tackle. That's not a good matchup. They haven't been able to handle pressure up front um, in the middle of that offensive line. So, yeah, I think it's going to be everything. I think if the Bears can somehow find a way to win that battle up front, get Justin Fields on the move, um, you know, maybe let them run, let them kind of freestyle a little bit out there. They have a chance. Um, I think we'll know right away on that first drive. If Washington comes out and, and they're getting pressure, it's going to be a long night
0: for this offense. Okay, you might have answered this question with some of your answers already, but without actually knowing this question. Uh, they've gone to basically six, six-and-a-half-point underdogs this morning in most betting shops. Uh, do the yep. Bears either win or at least cover tonight uh, that six, six-and-a-half-point number?
1: I think they will cover. Um, I, I think Thursday night, is, is. those are always weird games, um, you know, the short week. I think this is a team that, you know, they, we saw what they could do for three quarters against the Broncos. They really should have won that game. I think they want to prove something on national television. Um, so I think they'll keep it close. You know, six and a half, that, that's a pretty big number. Um, I do think Washington will win, um, you know, three or four points. Um, but, yeah, I think the Bears will cover this one.
0: Zach, good stuff. I appreciate the time. Thanks.
1: Yeah, anytime. Thank you for having me on.
0: My pleasure. Zach Pearson at BearsReport.com. Check out you know, his work and um, you know, go to BearsReport.com and then act accordingly.